Welcome to the Best Relationship Ever podcast. I'm Freddie Concio. And I'm Melinda Concio. To navigate the best relationship ever, we have found some of the greatest skills to accomplish this. Through 35 years of marriage and 25 years of pastoring, much of what we've learned will be shared throughout our podcast. So if you're interested in creating amazing relationships in your life, Hit that subscribe button so you won't miss any of our podcasts. Episode five. Can you believe it? Here we are. Number five. We have done four episodes and each one delivering the greatest foundation that we could ever lay in the Bible. Loving God with all our heart, soul, mind and strength and loving your neighbor as you love yourself. That is a perfect foundation, and now we can get into some of the major techniques and skills and the abilities that God has given us to manage relationships. Yes. I think being in the practicalities of how does a relationship work, because we can paint it you know, like a Disney movie that always has a happy ending, Yes, but sometimes life doesn't always look like that. No, it doesn't. And when you look at expectations of life, it changes everything. We're going to be talking about expectations today. Have you ever had an expectation on somebody that didn't deliver what you were looking for? Like, say you expected them to be on time somewhere. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, wait, you got an expectation? No, because this is a follow-up to our last minute. Do you remember last week I talked about the rats who came and chewed up the wires of our car? Yes, and that was terrible. They came into the engine of our car and literally chewed wires up, and it was a six dollars to $700 repair. Yes. Well, they weren't done. It was my expectation they would not return. I did what they said on the internet. I sprayed the engine with peppermint oil. I put out the mothballs, and it was good for one night. (laughs) Then the second day, we had just got our car back, and I forgot to put the mothballs out the second night. Yep. And tried to drive the car, and it just was horrible. Wouldn't even drive up the hill. I felt like I was, you know, pedaling at 10 speed and wouldn't go... So anyway, we took it back in. So the rats came back again. They did. And it was another $1,000 repair. They expected another meal. Yes. So there is the expectation that something you weren't expecting happened. And how do we deal with expectations with people in our life? You know, our partners, our friends, our families, our coworkers, our relatives, and they don't meet our expectation. How do you usually deal with that? When you have to deal with some just letdowns, constantly putting down, constantly hurting you and making you feel like, man, can I ever trust anyone ever again? It really leads to the question, can I really expect anything from anyone. That's a big question. And especially if cynicism sets in, where you just become cynical against human that like, I refuse to trust or have any expectations on anybody. And I'm just going to isolate myself in this igloo and nobody will ever hurt me again. (laughs) A little bubble, huh? Yeah. Well, in Psalms 118 verse eight, it says, it is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in in man. Wow, wait a minute. 
That this was an expectation word right there. Look, look at that. It says, better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence or you want to put trust, expectation in man. So what is that supposed to mean? Does that mean I can't trust anybody? Well, it sure feels like it sometimes. Although I know that's not the right thing, quote unquote, you know, to do thing to do. Well, I wish I could draw on a piece of paper for you that are listening. So I'm going to describe it the best way possible. There are people that live with expectations, but they live on a uh, level of just constant frustration. Like, Let me give you an example. There's such a thing as called current reality. That's at the bottom of the paper. Write down the word current reality. And, wh- and what does that mean? That means what is current, what is I know is a fact, what is really happening, what is really going on. The current reality. This is my life. Let's say my bank account has $1,000 in it, and that's it. That's my current reality because right. I've had rats in my car. <laughs> <laughs> True that. So, so if that's my current reality, then what is my expectation? Mm-hmm. My expectation is let's pretend I expected there to be $2,000 instead of $1,000. So now my expectation has been blown, but I keep living with this expectation that there's more money in my account than really is there. Mm-hmm. So which means I'm not living with current reality. Right. So what is in between the middle of current reality and expectation? Frustration. Frustration. It's yes. constantly there, just digging at you and causing you to feel frustrated and, and let down and, and put down and upset and angry because we live in expectation, which it brings out a frustration because we're not living in current reality. I've identified at least four different types of expectation. Check this one out. Number one, expectation of demand. Number two, expectation that are false. Number three, expectation of a joyful hope. And number four, expectation of accountability. We're going to go through all four of them. So you may want to take a paper and pencil and write this down because this is some detailed information. You just gave your age away right there. Why is that? Because you said pull out a pen and paper. And the truth is most people are going to make notes on their iPad or their phones. Yes, you're right. That's because my birthday's coming up in April. Uh-oh, uh-oh. I'm going to be 26. <laughs> Again. <laughs> is that current reality or is that a frustration? I think you might be living in some fr- frustration with that. <laughs> so number one, let's deal with this one first. Expectation of demand. You see, when I expect something of somebody and they don't come through with it, then what am I really doing? Let's say I expect Melinda to be here at a certain time for recording our podcast at 2 o'clock, mm-hmm. and she shows up at 2.30. What's my attitude going to be? My attitude is going to be like, man, you're not here at 2 o'clock, and you're supposed to be here at 2.30. What does it sound like? It sounds like I have a demand from her, right? right. It also means... You can add into it, I have a debt. She owes me to be here on time. We agreed on this time, and she owes it to me. And when you're dealing with a debt, you can also deal with the level of bitterness Mm -hmm. or unforgiveness when somebody doesn't come through with what they owe you. That's why the Bible says, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors, right? Right. I think this also, especially, again, in long-term relationships, Um, that we have these stories in our brain because of something that's happened to us in the past and we carry it forward into the current time zone (laughs) to now. And I just have this expectation that you owe me something, whether that 
you owe me to remember my birthday, even though maybe you have forgotten every year, but I have a demand that you owe me this year not to forget. Yeah. And number two, expectation that are false. Yeah. Okay, so what is a false expectation? Well, that's not living in the current reality that we talked about. There was a person in our church that used to be in our church some time ago, and and this person would always show up late. I mean, you can count it. Everybody would make fun because they all knew that this person was going to show up at late o'clock, you know? Right. (laughs) And basically, there came a point where some people were frustrated. They'd get mad. Why is this person always late? Why are they late? They shouldn't be late and blah, 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 blah. And I went, wait a minute. I think you're in a false expectation because current reality is... They showed up late last week and the week before and the week before. Most likely they're going to show up late again. Now, you can mention to them that it makes you feel bad when they're late because they miss out on the service or something. But the reality is it's a current reality. They're going to be late. So you have an expectation that is false. Mm -hmm. Almost a fantasy. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. It's like you're living in a place of make-believe that someone is going to change just because you willed it so, or because I thought hard enough, therefore they're going to change, or even with yourself. Yeah. I mean, we haven't even touched the parts about our own selves that maybe I'm not happy with a part of myself, and so I have this make-believe that I'm still 26 years old, even though I'm double that age, and, you know, so we're in that place, again, puts you right back in that frustration. Yes. Expectation number three. Check this one out. Is expectation of joyful hope. Wait, listen. You hear the angels singing? Oh. The trumpets are blowing? This is the where we should live. Yes, this is it. This is the sweet spot, everybody. Expectation of joyful hope. Joyful hope. When you look at that, it changes everything around you because you're having this joyful expectation coming your way. It's like something that you're waiting for, but it's not here, but yet it's coming. Here's a good verse. In Romans chapter 8, verse 24 and 25, it says, for you were saved in this hope. Matter of fact, count how many times hope is said in this verse. Just check it out. For you were saved in this hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For why does one still hope for what he sees. Right. But if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with perseverance Ooh. or patience. Perseverance. Or another version says composure. Oh, that's a good one. So basically, you're waiting with this excited attitude uh, that, that is saying, you know, when you look at it in the Greek, it speaks of an excited attitude of patiently waiting with composure. It's it's like my kids. Yes. When they were little, like when our kids were in their tens and... You mean yesterday. No, I'm yeah, just <laughs> right. Now they're all grown up married now. But when they were when they were seven or eight years old, we would say, hey, we're going to Disneyland. And they'd be like, yay, we're going to Disneyland. They're so excited in the back of the car. They'd say, daddy, we're going to Disneyland. Dad, we're going to Disneyland. They were excited as if they were at Disneyland, but they weren't there yet. They had a joyful expectation. Right. It was already in them that hope was there for this joyful expectation. Then I realized that, oh, I got to stop and get gas. 
We stop and get gas, but the kids are still excited because they're going to Disneyland. Because dad promised them, mama promised them, they're going to Disneyland. And there's this joyful expectation, no matter how long the drive was. Of course, there's always that one time, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? But nevertheless, they were so excited. And then when they arrived at Disneyland, they experienced their hope come to a reality. It's amazing what joyful hope can do when you use that for your expectation. I think it's really important. It's not just waiting, but it's that joyful waiting. I remember one time I was at a bank and I was waiting in in line and it was a pretty long line. Like it was all the way to the back of the bank. So it was at the, the entrance of where you would go in. And I can remember I was standing there and I'm trying to be patient. Well, I can't even say I was trying to be patient. I was actually feeling very frustrated as I was waiting there and I'm looking at the tellers and there's only two open and there's six people doing nothing behind me. But I I don't know. I was just standing there. And what they had put up in there is they had a monitoring camera. So it was catching the people coming into the bank. And I happened to glance up and I saw this woman on the video monitor and she looked so angry. And then my eyes focused. It was me. And I was like, oh, my gosh, (laughs) I better change that look on my face. I caught myself. I was waiting, but I was not joyful about that wait. I've seen you at stop signs that way when people don't go when they're supposed to go. You know, you all say, hey, it's a stop sign. It's not a stoplight. Go. Right. Waiting for it to turn green. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, here's one more that we're looking at. The expectation of accountability. Because here's where some people are listening and saying, wait a minute, wait a minute, minute. I got to live with a joyful hope. Can't we expect anything from anybody? Like, what if I'm a boss on a job and I expect my people to show up on time? Or do I just smile at them and say, oh, I have a joyful hope that you weren't late, but oh, I guess you were late. (laughs) Right. No, 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 no. There's a point of expectation of accountability where someone offers you to themselves, hey, you can hold me accountable. We get our word uh, accountability from the word accountant, someone who holds us account. We hold them accountable for they must give an account for the finances, for the money, for the right. balance of the checkbook. They, 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 they are held accountable. And likewise, when someone says to you, I will be on time, you can hold me accountable. They're basically saying you can correct them later if they're not on time. Right. Well, and this only works with agreement. Yes. So if it's like a job situation, there is an agreement between employer and employee that they recognize these are the demands of the job to show up at this specific time. And if I don't, that accountability is you get marked on your record or money taken out of your paycheck. There's an accountability that has to be given. Likewise, in relationships. A husband and wife come into an agreement. So once there's an agreement, that means there's an accountability. Yes, that must be given. And that is expectation of accountability. So now that we've dealt with all four of them, I want to turn the tables around. Because remember, our foundation is relationship with God and relationship with others. We just spoke about a lot of techniques of relationship with others. What about God? What about holding an expectation of demand on God? Yes. Can you demand anything from God? 
because he is God, and I don't believe in my lifestyle that I've ever lived with an expectation of demand. Now, there are times it showed up, but I never lived with it because eventually I realized I can't hold God to anything. He's sovereign. He can do what he wants. But to say I demanded of God, remember the word demand means you can lean into the word you owe me. Mm-hmm. Does God owe me anything? No, he doesn't. Now, some people will say, well, the promises of God's word, God says in his word, and therefore he will not defy his word. I agree on that principle, but I also agree that God is sovereign and he can do anything he wants. Well, God is so much bigger than we are. If we think God plays by the same rules as we as humans, with our limited understanding, our limited, we we can't even break out of the time element. Yes. God lives above time. Yes. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And here we are as these humans saying, you owe me something? Yeah. We don't, God doesn't owe us. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. If anything, we owe him. And to live with that expectation of demand of that God owes me, that God's in debt to me, then we also start moving into another area of expectation that are false. We can live into a false expectation with God. Like, I thought God was going to get me that job. Right. You know, and, and it was a reality is I never even showed up for the interview. <laughs> <laughs> or we treat God like Santa Claus, right? Yes. Like like this false expectation that that God is going to be Santa Claus and bring me everything I want just because he's God. I'll never forget, I was in my 20s and we were going to church and uh, this one lady came up to me and says, Freddie, you got you to gotta rebuke the devil with me. And I said, why am I have to rebuke the devil? And she says, because the devil took my car. And I went, wait a minute. Oh, I remember this the day. The devil took your car. How did the devil... Did he get in and drive away? What what, what happened? And she says, the devil took my car. I've been parking in this spot for years, and all of a sudden, my car got stolen. I said, interesting. So so the devil took your car. And I said, show me this spot where you parked. She goes, it's right here where it says no parking. (laughs) Yes. And I went, whoa, I would definitely say that was a false expectation on God, that God would protect your car from the devil, but when when you parked in a no-parking zone. Yeah, that was the fantasy, yes, right? Exactly, exactly. Other than recognizing that was God's grace that protected her all those years yes. while she broke the law. Exactly. Right. So living with... A joyful hope, expectation with God, is the perfect way to live. Also, expectation of accountability. We want to hold God accountable for different things, but I really feel like my children, When I love using my kids as an example because they're so wonderful and I love them. But my sons, when they were like, say, six years old, five years old, and um, they want to hold me accountable as their dad and like, we're going to hold you accountable to the word. But wait, wait a minute, you're my little son. You're not holding me accountable to anything. I'm the dad and you are the son. Right. So I really believe God says, I'm God and you're not. <laughs> so basically, you can't hold God accountable to things that you want to hold him accountable. Now, you can have a joyful hope again of expectation that God's going to do something. But praise God, you cannot just hold God to this way of being that I'm going to tell God what he has to do. You just can't. Right. 
Now, it does say that we can uh, test God's words, yes. like when you're giving, or um, remind him. There's scriptures where it talks about they reminded God of his words or his promises. Yes. And I don't think it's because God forgets. I think it's more of them coming into alignment for our time clock because we God. expect God to do the work yes. on this time clock. Yeah. And God says, "Hey, I promise, but it doesn't mean it has to happen today or right. tomorrow. Right. It can happen when He says so, mm-hmm. because part of that sovereignty, He is God." Well, thank God, He is not like me in that He doesn't fall into frustration. <laughs> Yes, he doesn't. He is very patient with us. Yes. When I think about, because some people say, well, this doesn't work. I used to talk to this one person saying, hey, have a joyful expectation. They say, yeah. well, that doesn't work for me. I can't live that way. Have a joyful expectation that my wife is going to be nice one day or my kids are going to be good one day. Have a joyful expectation. I just can't live with that. It doesn't work for me. And I told them, yes, it does. Mm-hmm. And they're a believer too in God. I said, yes, it does. And they went, and how is that? I said, because God does it for you every day. Right. We're he the recipients of you. it. Yes. How many times have I have I blown God's expectations of, I forgot to pray. I forgot to be nice to someone. I forgot to uh, uh, read my Bible. I forgot to worship correctly. I, there's so many areas that I've blown it on God and his expectation. But what does he do every time? He has a joyful hope for me, believing that one day I'll come, I'll mature, I'll grow, and he loves me because of his grace. His grace comes and says, come on, son, you can do this. Get up again. I believe in you. I believe in you. And how many times has God, how many years has God believed in us and got us through this with a joyful hope expectation? Well, I know that when scripture, I'm not sure where it's found, but it talks about that God is aware that we are made of nothing but the dust. Yes. Right? He knows what we're made out of. He knows our we're, we're no big surprise to him. It's like he knows exactly what we're thinking and even He's the mindful. intents He's of our He's mindful heart. of it, yes. He yeah. Knows, he knows it. You know, there's three areas that I really want to hit on real quick before we go of forgiveness. Mm. Because we, we, we covered forgiveness a little bit back over a couple episodes just ago. just a real quick forgiveness meaning... Basically, the release yeah, of a canceling debt. canceling a debt, canceling what somebody did to you. Because there's three areas of forgiveness that I'm looking at when I deal with these expectations. Uh, one would be forgiveness of others, which is natural that we're supposed to forgive others. And then there's forgiveness of self. Mm-hmm. There are times where I need just to say to myself, all right, God's grace covered you. Why don't you cover you? You know, God forgave you. Why don't you forgive you and let go? So it's coming into that current reality. Yes. Rather than holding yourself to a standard that maybe you're not at. Nope. I think if this is something I I have dealt with myself, that I have to constantly remind myself to not think, well, the Bible says it, don't think more highly of yourself than you ought. There you go. That's it. That's the key. There's times I have expectations I shouldn't have blown it, or I should have responded in a different way. But the truth was, and if I can get to that place where I can release my expectation so that I can live in current reality, it takes out that frustration. So it's, yes. it's also humility. It's directly attached Humbleness. to that. And who gets grace? Grace gets, comes humble, to the, the humble. humble. It comes to the humble. That's, That's it, right. Exactly. And you resist the proud. Yes. So if you demand yourself to stay in that place of you know, fantasy land of this false expectation of who I'm supposed to be, 
um, you're resisting the grace of God. So we got forgiving of others. You got forgiving of self. What about forgiving of God? Mm -hmm. Some people say, well, God doesn't need forgiveness. He's holy. He's righteous. I agree 100% on that fact. But there are times where we personally can get bitter towards God. Sure. There are times I've been upset with God. I thought he should have did something when he didn't do it, or he should have came through when he didn't come through, and blah, blah, blah. And therefore, I can also enter into a state of bitterness yeah. or unforgiveness, especially on that expectation of demand, and God didn't come through, or false expectation, and God didn't come through. And I literally need to say, God, I let it go. Yes. I cancel that debt that I'm trying to hold you to, which is impossible to hold God because he's perfect. He's holy. You can't pigeonhole God to a debt. He owes no man. So the reality is I'm causing damage to myself yes. every time I stay in that state of I'm not talking to God. God and I are not on talking terms. <laughs> and that is so wrong. Let it go. Forgive. Release. Release yourself. Release others and release this relationship between you and God because it's all about the best relationship ever. That's How can it. you have a best relationship ever if you're holding these expectations that are unrealistic? Yeah. You're setting yourself for pain. I yeah. had I had once heard it said that forgiveness is for the past, is for things that have already happened that I choose to release and forgive whatever that is. Myself others, my expectations of what I thought God should be doing. Um, but the next step of that, the maturity of that is now building trust for the future so that I can live in joyful expectation. Because there's a parallel, there's something that goes on at the same time that as I'm, I'm living in this joyful expectation is God is faithful to who he is, then all of a sudden it builds that trust out and that relationship just Better and better, best relationship ever. There you go. But it also can work with people. I'm finding out that the more I release my expectations on God and others and live with a joyful hope, the better a peace I am with my yes. body, with my mind, with my spirit. Everything is more in harmony with God's will. Because I'm connected to God more than I'm connected to my demands. Yeah. You know, I like to put tennis shoes on this. You know, we call this tennis shoes because it's our tennis shoe time. We call it walk it out. How do you walk this out? And what are the things that we just covered? We covered four areas of expectation. I'm going to go over them one more time real quick. Number one, expectation of demand. Number two, expectation that are false. Number three, expectation of a joyful hope. And number four, expectation of accountability. Those are all powerful expectations. And the one we're called to live in, expectation of a joyful hope. And that is the place that we live. We're all going to Disneyland and we can be happy. We can be joyful at total peace. We also talked about forgiveness. Forgiveness of self, others, and God. I think it's a really good thing to remember. If you find yourself in frustration, trace it back. Do you see a place that you've maybe had unhealthy expectations? Or that you held somebody to owe me, you know, because remember that expectation of demand is basically a debt. Right. You owe me. Right. So uh, I thought we covered a lot. This was a lot in one podcast, but... Uh, 
it really went well. I think you did such an amazing job in bringing this up, Freddie. Thank you. I didn't have that expectation that you would say such a kind word. I feel so joyful now. <laughs> and do may I add, you are beautiful, gorgeous, and wonderful, and highly exalted. <laughs> <laughs> very nice. Very nice. Expectations. There you go. Bye-bye, everybody. We'll talk to you later. See ya. Something to remember. God has placed relationships as one of his top priorities, and I believe we can learn to do that as well. Like and subscribe to BRE Podcast. Be sure to share with friends. Best Relationship Ever is based out of covering ministries. You can find and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. There is also a link directly to our website in the show notes. Please consider partnering with us. Help us see this program reach thousands who are in need of support and trainings.